Ladies, gentlemen, everyone listening, welcome to episode 83 of the Diamond Duo Podcast. My name is Tom Bauer, joined as always by my co-host and co-producer Tony Puglisi, as we are here to take another trip around the world of Major League Baseball and talk some New Year's resolutions, even though we're already in the middle of January. I know, we're very timely with this. This episode of the Diamond Duo Podcast is brought to you by Apologies, something Marcus Stroman will now have to do to the New York Yankees fan base if he ever wants to be accepted by his new team. Uh, It's something that I don't think will happen, Tony. And yes, we will unfortunately have to talk about this because this is a hell of a story. But I'd I'd much... Oh my God, now I can't speak. I'd rather... I'd much rather talk about New Year's resolutions (laughs) and all the zingers I've got for these resolutions for MLB teams in the year 2024 than talk about or even think about the idea of Marcus Stroman to the New York Yankees. I gotta be honest, Tom, you're giving him way too much credit. You say he's gonna have to give an apology to be on New York's good side. I don't know if he's got that in his blood. Again, we'll get to him later. And I am very abundantly curious what you mean by zingers. You've been building this up since we started this call which was a good hour and change ago now. So I'm very curious what these zingers are going to be. And I'm even more curious as to see how they stack up versus our zingers, quote unquote, last year when we made resolutions (laughs) for these MLB teams, because I guarantee you, maybe two of them have aged well. I haven't even looked. And that's the bet. That's the shot I'm calling. Well, I've got the list in front of me. I can say we were probably closer on more than we thought we were. However, I will at least say on my part, I think this year I was a little bit more realistic than um, sarcastic than I was last year. I did incorporate a lot of sarcasm, and I do have some really, really good surprises in there. In fact, one of these teams I think you're going to be extremely surprised with because I put in a lot of thought and effort into them. However, I'm not going to tell you what team. You're going to have to wait and see. It's going to be a great surprise, I think going to be the Montreal Expos for sure. Tom's going to mark a oh. uh, plan out and map out the entire plan to get them back in the league and have, oh my God, I had a joke and it, it went away from me, Tom. I lost the punchline. Jesus Christ. It, went, to it went right away from you, just like the team got yanked away from Montreal. How about that? Oh, there we go. There's the punchline. It never left after all. Oh, unlike Montreal. <laughs> hey, I got hey. zingers too. <laughs> See, last episode, I had to make fun of you the entire time, so I have to make fun of- I have nothing to make fun of you for at the beginning, so I have to make fun of someone else, and uh, Montreal, I'm sorry, got anyone up there listening, it it has to be your team that doesn't exist anymore. I'd say lean back on the Habs, but they're not good either, so. (laughs) Stay tuned to a future episode of the Diamond Duo podcast, where if a team comes up to Canada, or specifically Montreal, I will do an intro in, um, French- to welcome in our <laughs> newly acquired French listeners. The Polish intro worked flawlessly. I think my attempt at French could be impeccable. Oh, you know what would make it good? I think you should scream just as loud as when you did the Polish intro. Maybe talk even faster. <laughs> and maybe throw in a couple, like, ohs for good measure. Like, a couple ratatouille sound effects, maybe. It'll be great. <laughs> uh... Don't ask yeah. me what I mean by Ratatouille sound effects. I don't know. Either You're the way, film major. You should know that. I, I, for like a year, not even a year, I was a film major. <laughs> even then, I haven't seen Ratatouille in years. Nah, but either sad. way, 
it has not been a while since we've talked to you guys. It's actually been just a couple days now, because like we said last time, we're going to try and release these next two series of episodes. One is already out, episode 82, and this one you're listening to right now, episode 83, pretty close together to make up for lost time and to not have one big long marathon of an episode. You just listen to what is a proto part one, and this is the second half of that. We only have a couple deals to talk about and a crap ton of zingers to get through, so I say, Tom, we get right into this one and start rattling off some... Some zingers. Have I said zingers enough in this episode yet? I don't think I have. This episode is being recorded. I almost said it's brought to you by, as opposed to doing an intro. Whoops. We are recording on the evening of January the 12th. Again, just a stone's throw away from when we recorded the last one at about 11 p.m. So any deals that happen after this will not be covered in this episode, obviously. It will be recorded next time we sit down. Also, please be sure to go follow us on social media at Diamond Duo Pod on Twitter, the Diamond Duo Podcast on Instagram to get notified when new episodes drop, catch some neat, cool content when we decide to make some, and just keep up with us. We're a, we're a couple cool guys, we tell ourselves. Uh, and lastly, but certainly, certainly not least, <laughs> go, give us a, go give us a nice review wherever yeah. you listen to your podcast, <laughs> Apple, Spotify, Give us five stars. We'd really appreciate it. Anyway. Yeah, saying we're the cool, saying we're the cool guys. No, we're not. We're f- baseball nerds. <laughs> <laughs> we, we literally spent like a half hour before we even hit record talking about how much of a, how much of a f- overdone film dork I am and theme park dork you are. So yeah, I don't know if we could fall under the roof of cool guys, at least not in most circles. We no. Almost pass for the funny one. Sometimes. Maybe. Our attempts at humor are very, well, I'm not going to say modest. We try a lot, but we ultimately fail many, many a times throughout each and every episode. But that's just what makes this podcast go round. And what also makes this podcast go round, Tony, is talking about baseball news. Because otherwise, what the hell would we be doing on this podcast anyway? We wouldn't be 83 episodes deep. No. I, I didn't have a part two to that sentence, so uh, I'm just going to move on to the actual baseball news. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? Uh, you, you don't want to keep looking for that part two? No, I, 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 I really don't. I don't need another brain fart tonight. At any rate, the first bit of news we got, uh, we got three stories. or No, we've got four stories. I'm sorry, I can't count to four, apparently. Uh, we've got four stories before we get into our New Year's resolutions for all of the MLB teams for the year of 2024. I'm actually going to stop you right there, Tom. Uh, hey, guys. Editor Tony here. It's been a minute. Just wanted to pop in here super quick to let you guys know that we did end up recording a segment talking about these four transactions that took place. It just ran a little bit too long, and Tom and I wanted this episode to focus largely on the New Year's resolutions, so we decided to cut that portion of the episode up separately and sort of attach it to the next one as the major headline segment. If there are any future moves between now and then, obviously we'll record them in the moment, but those four moves are going to be discussed in the next episode. So, sorry for the inconvenience of talking about it earlier and having to wait another week or so to hear it. We're going to record soon, you know, given the Hall of Fame and all that, but just wanted to keep this one as short as possible, plus the resolutions did run long. But rest assured, you're going to go right to the resolutions after this, and not for nothing, I'm speaking for both of us when I say this is probably some of the best material we've recorded for the show. This was so much fun. It was so funny. And even if this one's a little longer, take my word for it. You want to listen to this whole thing. If you thought last year's was good, 
this one may just be better. We had a damn good time recording this. So I'm going to stop keeping you from it. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of the show. This is why we have a part two, essentially, to episode 82, even though it's its own episode, episode 83, whatever. This is the reason why we <laughs> wanted to do this. It, it, it was our most listened to episode of all time last year. Thank you all very much for that, by the way. And hopefully we can repeat that status this year. I had a lot of fun with last year's New Year's resolutions, Tony. It might have been the most fun I've possibly had on the podcast. At least it definitely ranks up there. I fully anticipate it being the exact same way this year because we can go in so many directions with so much snarkiness, so much history, <laughs> so much we got wrong and what we will get wrong. It's just everything can go wrong, and I love that. Absolutely, and this time we both came prepared. We've each got a resolution written for every team. Tom went through and pulled our old ones from last year, plus a couple clips, so this ought to be fun. So if you lovely, lovely, lovely people would humor us, we're going to go through, for all 30 MLB teams, the New Year's resolutions, what we believe each team should be striving to achieve here in the year of our Lord, 2024. Did not expect that to rhyme, but hey, it did. Tom, <laughs> you have been hyping up your zingers for multiple hours now, so I'd be remiss. I'd be remiss if I didn't lend you the torch to start. We're going to go AL East, AL Central, AL West, order we normally go in, starting alphabetically with the Baltimore Orioles. What have you got for the O's? Of course, but before we look forward, we have to look back, and we are going to announce what well, our... Full, or, or rather, what our New Year's resolutions were entering 2023 and look back and see if they became correct or not. Oh, so for the Orioles, now some of them we combined our thoughts. This year we did not do that. So if that if they are the same, it's by pure coincidence. Last year we agreed on the Orioles and we said full steam ahead with big time rush. Uh, 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 oh. <laughs> That was our New Year's resolution for the Orioles last year. The that was uh, it. uh uh oh included. Look <laughs> well, that's the ending note. That's that's the perfect zinger. I hope I want to end all my sentences with a big time rush room. <laughs> but I mean, in reality in reality though, go go on. I was just gonna say the same thing you were. We were right. In reality, yeah, we it turned were. out well. <laughs> Honestly, Tony, keep track of which ones we got right and which ones we got wrong because I because I'm sure we're not going to do that. So we're one and zero on that department. Oh, you're writing it on the rundown. How about you? Look at you yeah, go. I'm gonna highlight. Yeah. I'm gonna highlight them. <laughs> yeah, big time. Rutch Adley Rutschman. He stepped into the plate. He was the leader. They embraced it, and guess what? They made the playoffs and were the one seed in the American League. How about that? Now, unfortunately, something terrible, terrible, terrible that they did in the 2003 offseason is part of my 2024 New Year's resolution, which is move the left field wall in 30 feet. Holy shit, it's driving me crazy. Also, don't get swept in the ALDS again. <laughs> that is my New Year's resolution, a two-parter, but both of which I think hold a lot of relevancy. I'll give you that. I didn't think of the wall. I was just thinking about the lineup itself. I thought you were going to only make fun of their playoff failure, which... I will say, this is one of them I didn't make fun of, because I got a soft spot for the Orioles. They're a fun team, and all I said for them was avoid the sophomore slump, get some f pitching, and win the division again. Parentheses, please let us laugh at the Rays. We like doing that. <laughs> Pretty much in the same boat on this one, except for the wall. 
basically re-up, well, this isn't the how after they scale, but re-up and retool. They have the tools, they just need to re-up their supply of arms. They need to get past somebody, and the only way to do that in any round of the playoffs is with pitching. And I hate to say it, boys, Jack Flaherty's not going to do it. Be thankful he defected to no. uh, to Detroit. You remember, <laughs> remember when you thought, or when they thought he would be the answer to their problems? That was funny. <laughs> I, I remember it like it was yesterday, and I don't remember what happened yesterday. So that goes to tell you just how <laughs> well I remember that whole situation. <laughs> I will say, though, Baltimore has not really done anything. I don't even know if they've even signed a free agent, quite frankly. I don't even remember it. So I don't know what the hell they're actually doing. Are they actually ever going to invest in their roster? Good- My guess is no, because the Angelos is, is, have even said, Tony, in the past, like this year, they might not sign their stars in the future. This might be only a functional organization for as long as they have control of their stars. That's a sad reality, we have to admit, that they are owned by a bunch of cheap asses, as is the case with a lot of teams, as you will probably hear throughout this list. But, hey, hopefully they get their heads out of their asses. Hopefully their GM, I'm going to apologize, I'm blanking on his name, is cooking up something big, maybe a Dylan Cease trade. Maybe something like that. Maybe they're a sneaky pick to land someone like Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery. Honestly, that's really all they need. I have faith in their lineup and their bullpen. Their bullpen. That's what they got. They got Craig Kimbrell. So they got worse in the offseason. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm uh, posthumously. That's not the word. I, I'm adding something to this. Uh, avoid the uh, sophomore slump. Do. Get some f- pitching. All caps. Do not let Kimbrell close comma and win the division <laughs> like all, all respect to Craig uh, Kimbrell that is deserved he's a great closer or at least was a great closer not in 2024 man you saw him with the White Sox you saw him with the Dodgers just let him be your seventh inning guy if you really you saw him with the Phillies in the playoffs last year just let Yenny A. Cano close and when Felix Bautista's back just plug him in that's perfect I'm fine with bullpen depth just don't give him the high leverage situations please you will thank me later Oh my if god. They, if they do that, they're going to be saying uh 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 oh with a lot of pity and sorrow in their voice because it's not going to be good for them <laughs> if that's the case. Sad big time rush noises. It's in minor key, like a sad piano in the background. <laughs> uh, speaking of time. sad piano in the background, the Boston Red Sox. How about them? <laughs> How about them Red Sox? Oh, oh boy, here's the <laughs> Oh, can I lead this one off? I like this one. Oh, boy. I wrote, uncover the hidden secrets of what a starting pitcher is and to maybe compete. Parentheses. Sorry, you're going to understand. I put parentheses on most of these because I wrote this before they signed Giolito. Parentheses. No, it's not Lucas Giolito, you f***ing idiots. (laughs) That's my resolution. (laughs) Discover what a starting pitcher is. Well, I fully agree with that because that is a very, very, very factual statement. In fact, if you're taking a lie detector test right now, you might blow it right out of the water with based on how true that is. This statement will also pass the lie detector test. Start spending like a big market, you cheap idiots, which is my resolution for the Red Sox this year because that is something they've lacked on doing for the past, like, Five or six years at this point, ever since they traded Mookie Betts and Haim Bloom was in charge, they started being cheap for whatever reason. Maybe the Fenway Corporation is just more invested in Liverpool overseas and getting Kylian Mbappe for that 
terrible-ass franchise. I know nothing about the English Premier League, but I know Liverpool sucks. Maybe that's all they're invested in, is their overseas expenditures. Maybe they own too many franchises around the world. I don't know what the case is. They're not spending with Boston for whatever reason, but you know what? It's fine with me. I despise Boston with all my heart, and if that means they go into another like 80-year curse where they can't win anything because they're cheap asses, I'm perfectly fine with it. So you know what? I have zero problems with the start spending like a big market, you cheap idiots. Tony, before you react to that, would you like to react to what we said last year for the Boston Red Sox? Oh, I'd love to. Let's see. Did we get this one right? Well, no, you didn't because your New Year's resolution last year was successfully clone Tanner Houck and buy a new arm for Chris Sale. Two things of which were not scientifically possible. So, or one of them is scientifically possible, but wasn't going to happen on a big league pitcher. And the other one, you can't clone anybody yet. That I'm aware of, besides having kids, but that takes at least 20 years before they can have a clone of Tanner Howe. That's not what cloning is. It's not, but it's the closest thing that we have to cloning. Could you imagine if you had a kid one day and he grew up and he looked exactly like you? That'd be terrifying. That's a black mirror. (laughs) But but I also love how my pitcher of choice that I chose there was Tanner Houck. Tanner Houck sucked last year. I should have picked Bayo. I should have picked Bayo. (laughs) What did Tanner Houck even do in 2022 that warranted you actually picking Tanner Houck? as the option. I'm going to find this out. He was probably Let's just see, the 2022. Best of a terrible bunch. He started 4 games. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that that was a great decision on your part. Great Amazing job work by, by you. me. So wait, mine, what did you say? Mine was the first of my very devilish or else predictions that i made last year the implication that i left on about eight teams across baseball the red sox were one of them and mine was finally bloom for bloom or else and i think that one was spot on because not only was he fired but they finished in last place in the al east i think that's a win for tom bauer i'm highlighting boston on the rundown just for that alone that is a spot on prediction I, I think you're going to need to start a separate tally because now I'm ahead and I want to. I want that on the record. I, shut the f*** up. <laughs> you can keep track of that one. <laughs> All righty. Well, let, let's move on to our favorite team in the whole wide world, the New York Yankees. Oh, joy. <laughs> this, one we, this one we agreed on, and we're going to have to self-judge whether this is true or not. You wrote this down, and I just agreed with you. It was, play the goddamn youth, you and don't make another f- trade with the twins, I swear to God, or else. That was exactly what was written down on the rundown last year. Verbatim. Um, <laughs> verbatim, yes. And I did not hold back any any naughty words there. They did play the youth, and I don't think they made a trade with the twins, but they didn't succeed in exactly where we were going. The youth really didn't do that great necessarily last year, outside of maybe Anthony Volpe. I mean, I'm willing to give them the credit because they did play Volpe way more than I thought they would. I mean, hell, a 2020 season is still really good for a young kid. And they didn't make a trade with the Twins. That's the important part. If they gave away, you know, like Clark Schmidt for Marwin Gonzalez, I know he's not on the Twins, but 
I don't know, whenever this team trades with the Twins, they suddenly revert to the IQ of a toddler. I just, I'm giving us a green for that. I think that happened. I I, I think that happened. All I right. think that worked out just fine. This is not an indication of how well the team did. If that was the case, the Yankees would be getting a big, like, brown splotch of on our rundown instead of a nice, <laughs> nice, nice little hue of green. This is how right we were. And we're actually three for three so far, largely. So we'll, we'll take it. You're two for one. I'm three for three. I'm two three for one. <laughs> Yeah, you're two for one. I'm three and no, but that's just what the record says. We are three and no technically. We are in this together. <laughs> get on with your one, so it's like... yeah, j- j- Just get on with your <laughs> New Year's resolution for the Yankees, please. I wrote one line, no parentheses this time. I said, "Don't you f- dare waste Juan Soto." All caps, as you could probably tell. <laughs> Did you want to be the one to add an or else to the end of that statement this year? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you know what? Wait, that'd be a perfect place for an or else. I'm going to rewrite that on the rundown with or else. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'm like shivering to think of what the or else could be. Ooh, maybe Aaron Boone will finally get fired. <laughs> on Soto, dot, 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 dot. Uh, that, 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 that would make you really happy. Uh, while you're jotting that down, I wrote down something very similar. I actually wrote down two things. The first one was, figure out your contracts. Don't be afraid to pay someone else more than judge. Wink, wink, Juan Soto. Also, out with the old and in with the new executives. I don't think there needs to be much thought that I need Mm. to explain necessarily behind all that. Just pony up the money for Juan Soto if he succeeds in New York and that relationship is swimming and it goes well. And also, fire all the old-ass executives you've got in your system. I don't want to be ageist right now. I, I don't have anything against old people. I do have something against incompetency and the lack of wanting to evolve and change like the rest of Major League Baseball does. A lot of this brass with Brian Cashman has been there for a very long time. I think the Yankees need fresh faces in their organization on a very deep level. That would solve their problems, or partially solve their problems. Those are my New Year's resolutions for the Yankees. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. There's a difference between being old and letting the game pass you by. And for the Yankees, they are more often than not in the latter. Not much else has to be said about that, because guess what? We're Yankee fans. We've probably talked about this eight times, given how last season went. So I'm going to move on to our next team. That is the Tampa Bay Rays. And I actually wrote down two things for them here, too. What I wrote, and I quote, Ask the Clutch Fairy to bless you in the playoffs, if you could even get back there, which, wink, wink, that may be my hot take of the year. And then I wrote, oh, and get a new shortstop. Oof. That's all I'm going to say about that conversation. If you're really curious, please go look it up yourself, because that situation is slowly but surely becoming the most heinous thing you'll read this year. And yeah, I'm not going anywhere with that. Yeah, there, there's a reason why we don't necessarily want to cover all the details on this podcast, folks. Similarly, my New Year's resolution for the Rays is find a new face of the franchise and clean up the filth. I think that's all that needs to be said about that. I think both of our thoughts are very self-explanatory, although I do love the clutch fairy note that you made for the Tampa Bay Rays. I thought that was very clever. Good job on, good job on you for that one. Mm, thank you. Thank you very much. It's something they desperately need. Um, how'd we do last year with uh, these guys? I forget what we said. Well, I'll start with mine, just to change things up. Mine was, please move to downtown Tampa Bay and not go through with more of your idiotic plans or else. And guess what? They're moving, 
but not to downtown Tampa Bay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> big fat L, although I think I'm right on that one. I, I'm going to be right in about five years when they don't have attendance numbers that are going to be great in their new stadium. You know what's really sad, too? The Orels could also be the loss of their face of the franchise. <laughs> Move, <laughs> you know or what? else we're going to strike down your f***ing team. <laughs> the implication rings strong with the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, you God. wrote down, turn someone else's former prospects into all-stars again. I, I think that's right. Isaac Paredes. There you go. That's a he w. wasn't an all-star. But he hit more home runs than Austin Meadows has in the past, like, five years. So, well, I'm giving should... us another green for that one. Well, the voters got it wrong anyway. He should have been an all-star. So, we're four for four as a show already. Fair enough. Already better than we anticipated these to go at this point last year. I just want to point that out for the record. Oh, don't worry. By the time we get to the Cardinals or the Mets or something like that, it's going to go straight to the <laughs> Uh Before we get that, though, we got to finish the AL East, and thankfully we only yes. have one left. That's the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, would you like to start this time? I led with the Rays. Yes, and much like the Rays, our New Year's resolution last year was stop disappointing an entire country and play up to your potential for once this century or else. Again, not <laughs> all of these had or else at the end, but oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, were we right and wrong at the same time because they sure as disappointed their country. And guess what? This year's New Year resolution for me is going to be pretty much the exact same thing. I wrote down verbatim this year, stop talking shit until you do something meaningful like win a playoff series. <laughs> I don't know, man. You might be asking way too much of them right now. You saw they lost to the twins. Uh, <laughs> what I said. Losers. <laughs> 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 I love how we knew exactly what was going to happen before the start of the season. We knew they would disappoint. And mine is honestly pretty similar to yours. Different wording, same idea. What I wrote was stop giving us ammo to make fun of you. Also, <laughs> get Vlad and George Springer in a time machine back to 2021. Because they apparently only know how to be league average at this point. And if, if the Blue Jays want to get anywhere, they can't be getting decent seasons from their guys. What are they going to pray? Davis Schneider's going to fall from the sky and save their season again? I don't know. Or maybe they'll make a stupid play and sign Bellinger to like an eight-year contract. I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> God. All right. Oh, this should be fun. <laughs> so, the good news is, we went five for five in the AL East. The bad news is, we have to talk about the American League Central now. <laughs> and that means we have to start off... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We have to start off with a good old favorite of ours from the 2022 season, the Chicago White Sox. Oh, boy. <laughs> this uh, is going to be amazing. I, I'm i not even getting the green highlight ready. I know we got this wrong. <laughs> well, you're right, because our resolution was stay awake in the dugout and maybe win IDK. We both collectively came up with that one, and they did none of those things. <laughs> <laughs> damn i don't know we were right about something they didn't fall asleep in the dugout this year they just fell asleep on the field <laughs> somebody did quite literally too for a brief second <laughs> <laughs> oh damn it i wish i wrote that into my f resolution okay oh. i forgot about that 
I, don't oh. you worry. My resolution. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. My you resolution. To... Don't get TKO'd by your incompetence or Jose Ramirez fist again. <laughs> that is my New Year's resolution <laughs> for the Chicago Dude, White I'm... Sox. I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna say the same thing as the Blue Jays. You're asking way too much. <laughs> you know, this is a franchise that in the past five years should have been in the upper echelon. They probably just set themselves back decades. Their farm system is again. Their manager is again. The players on the field are again. And at the top of it all, Jerry Reinsdorf is counting ticket receipts in the back like the jackass he is. Speaking of which, I wrote one line... Four words for the Chicago White Sox. Get a new owner. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to be honest, if it was that simple, the White Sox could be in contention in like two years. If they have an owner who gave a shit, like they had their own Steve Cohen, they could turn that ship around, I think, decently enough. I mean, granted, organizations infested with cancer right now, that cancer being Jerry Reinsdorf. And I don't think it t it's going to take a year or two to get rid of it, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that man is the root of this entire franchise's problems. He fired Jason Benetti. How do you fire Jason Benetti, oh, their play-by-play -play guy? How do you do that? Honestly, that might be the biggest yeah. W the Tigers have caught in, like, five years is hiring Jason Benetti. I wish I incorporated mm. him into my resolution for Detroit, oh, that but that's good. an enormous W for them. That was a W. I don't even think we talked about. Actually, you know what? I think we did talk about that very, very briefly. Or maybe we took it out of an episode. I really don't remember. But that was a huge <laughs> loss for the White Sox. Their broadcast team. For the Tigers, great. Because their broadcasts have traditionally ranked extremely low. In fact, I think they may have been dead last in some announcer ratings over the past like 10 years or so. <laughs> That's immediately going to raise up possibly to a top 10 booth just with Jason Benetti alone. I will never forget when I heard Matt Shepard, their former play-by-play -play guy, the Tigers, say, and I quote, like he was talking about some like fundraiser the team did for cancer research, did like, oh, like a tremendous thing that Detroit has done to fight that nasty thing called cancer. Speaking of nasty, Matt Manning was nasty last night on the mound against the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't know how he got away with it. <laughs> that's such a tone-deaf throw. I honestly, our buddy, our buddy who's a Tigers fan sent that to me, and I couldn't f believe it. I've never called a baseball game higher than the collegiate level, and I'm confident, like me or anybody else in our graduating class, could have had a better throw. Like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> that's some key and peel he pulled right there. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, let's get away from the White Sox. <laughs> we stopped talking about them altogether. Let's Please. talk about the Cleveland Guardians. Yes. <laughs> so last year, Tony put, change your name to something other than a roller derby team name, which they didn't. So that's a big fat <laughs> fail. Um, and mine was even more of a failure based on the Guardian season. Continue to display your dominance against your competition, except you don't have any because this is the AL Central we're talking about. Give us a big fat red next to Cleveland. <laughs> oh God, you're you're right. That that one's not getting blank. That one's just dead wrong. <laughs> that's not only an L. That's a super L. That is very very bad. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a super F. Mr. Crocker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's where my mind went. 
<laughs> That's where my mind goes after midnight. It's just references from my childhood. Um, either way, that may be the anti-pick of the or prediction of the hour so far. It display dominance. They didn't even finish over five hundred. No. <laughs> um, and they fell to the wayside of the Twins. How the f- do you lose to the Twins? Maybe they should ask the Blue Jays what that's like. <laughs> to counter this, my prediction this year was perform a good hitting spell and pray Tanner Bibby, Logan Allen, and Gavin Williams can anchor that rotation. So, a pretty realistic ask for the Guardians. One we've been asking for what feels like the past five years. Please get someone other than Jose Ramirez and Josh Naylor to carry the hitting core. I mean, you got Kyle Manzardo coming up to play first full-time. Or at least DH with Naylor at first. You got Steven Kwan. You've got Andres Jimenez, who will hopefully bounce back. I don't know, man. I just don't think I can trust them right now. I honestly think their rotation is going to be sneaky good if their young guys actually come to play. But that's yet to be seen. If Gavin Williams doesn't take that big step forward that he should, I feel like the Guardians are going to end up exactly where they were last year. Oh, Tony, Tony, Tony. You remember how I told you before the episode I have some surprises? Oh, no. Ah. What did well, you do? Oh, I did something. I did something oh, before God. the show on my own accord that I am going to play back here because oh, I no. realized last year's prediction was a little too unrealistic of a painting of Cleveland. So I looked back on the past and reminisced about a song about Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, is this going to be your whole argument? <laughs> well, how about this? I've got one for you. I recorded my own rendition of the good old Cleveland Town oh song. Oh my god. Oh my and I'm a, god. I didn't tell you for this very reason. And I am going oh. to play it back for you right now, and it's going to be in the recording forever. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, I have such a deviated mind. I need to mute my mic before I do this so I don't start breathing over it for, to make the recording easy. Oh, God. <laughs> Please enjoy my rendition of a classic YouTube hit. A five, a six, a seven, eight. Come on down to Cleveland Town, everyone. Under roster construction since 1948. Don't let the stadium catch on fire. Luckily, none of your players have AIDS. Try to win at least 81 times this year. Don't have a guy with at least two DUIs. Progressive field luckily isn't a ghost town. Don't slow down Jose Ramirez or you'll die. Economy's based on not spending a dime. Buy a free agent for the price of a VCR. Your main export is crippling depression. Don't be stupid and think losing is art. It could be worse, though. At least you're not Detroit. You're not Detroit! God damn it, one of the Grammys. When, when, when are the Grammys? When are the Golden Globes? We need to put this up for all the awards. <laughs> I'm 
the deviated okay, twisted soul. <laughs> Can I ask? What? Yes. Who was that? Was that just you at the end with Detroit? That's the original song where they say, we're not Detroit. <laughs> so okay. I sync them together. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and take the liberty and go to the rundown and put under your thing. Feel free to change it if you want, or at least put this in parentheses. The greatest hype song there ever was. What did you say? Under roster construction since 1941? Since 1948, the last time they won the World Series. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Get a free agent for the price of a VCR. Please. Oh, please. I I hope you know, when I'm editing this episode, I'm clipping that. Not only am I clipping that, I'm sending it to you. Not only am I sending it to you, I'm Googling how I can convert an MP3 to a ringtone on my phone. I don't know if iPhones allow you to do that, but if they do... There's no way I'm not using that. (laughs) Kudos, kudos. That was brilliant. Thank you. (laughs) That may have been the best thing I've done for this podcast. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. When you're making the blooper reel next year, please let this be like how it ends. Like this is the note we go out on. (laughs) It'll be in there. I guarantee it. That is amazing. That oh, like, did you God. have any actual thoughts on Cleveland, or is that just it? Because <laughs> that was, that was all I put. I, I I spent all my time thinking of a song and dance to go with that. <laughs> I, there were some goals in there, to be fair. Um, <laughs> don't let the oh, yeah. stadium catch on fire. <laughs> Try to win at least eighty-one times this year. Um, don't have a guy with at least two two DUIs. Don't slow down Jose Ramirez, or you'll die. <laughs> Buy a free agent for the price of a VCR. Uh, don't be stupid and think losing is art. <laughs> Those are some goals. <laughs> so, next time, next time we get our buddies together, we all do a road trip. I'm grabbing the ox. I'm going to commandeer <laughs> the ox so I could f- blast this and not tell our other friends about it at all. <laughs> Oh my god, the the meme potential with this is amazing. It's through the roof. (laughs) I will say, it didn't take that long to write. I I did take some inspiration from the original lyrics to the second attempt version of this song, such as, luckily none of your players have AIDS. I couldn't think of another way to (laughs) swing that for obvious reasons, so I kind of had to leave that. (laughs) That's what got me at first. I thought I heard you wrong. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god oh god I, i'm putting that in an album we need to make an album for the show at this point we have enough songs for it <laughs> stay, stay tuned in like five more episodes when we think of another musical number <laughs> uh. <laughs> which team will it be about who knows okay that that was fantastic i'm sorry i i don't want to move on but we still have like the whole league <laughs> Plus, we get another meme team, and this is one of the few that I actually know what we said last year. I can remember that, and that's the Detroit Tigers. This is a team that I really wanted to find something funny to write for, and I didn't, because I suck. Aww. 
So I'm just going to get this out of the way, and then you could say what we said last year, because I remember it was funny. All I wrote was, let the stench of Al Avila leave your still dead body, and as you hopefully take a much needed step forward. That's all I said. <laughs> I just, like, clean house after Al Avila. Like, it's a very realistic goal. Improve a little bit, your division sucks, and you don't have the worst GM in baseball anymore. Pray that Torkelson and Riley Green take those tips that they need. That's it. Just be good, Detroit, please. I want to make fun of someone else for a change. Hey, Cleveland, at least you're not Detroit! Call back to two minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> I, wrote I wrote down something in a similar vein, which was start to make Scott Harris's decisions look good. Again, for obvious reasons. They did improve to a 78-win team by some miracle last season, so that one actually may already be taking effect. Hopefully, we just see improvement in an actual stabilized farm system in Detroit. So that way, his decisions actually do look good. By the way, we wrote down last year, don't force Jack to tear his eyes out. Of course, referencing our good buddy who we had on the show, Jack Halstead, who is a sad, <laughs> sad, miserable and decrepit Detroit Tigers fan. For what reason? I don't know. I guess miserable he just wants to be miserable. <laughs> miserable and decrepit. He did not have to do him like that. The man had to suffer through seven years of Alavila. Mm. Now, I actually have some audio from last year about the Detroit Tigers because of something Tony actually mentioned in last year's recording. Take a listen to this. Oh, no. Please, our boy Jack has been through so much. He's a Falcons fan too, for Christ's sake. Just give him something to cheer for. I know that's a lot to ask for the Tigers, but I don't know. Maybe Michael Lorenzen balls out and turns into an all-star. I don't know. It's not going to happen, but a guy can dream. Oh! How about that, Tony? Oh my <laughs> god! I am f***ing Nostradamus! <laughs> oh, that's getting that's getting a a new shade of green for that one. That's that's like fifth dimensional season predictions. I don't know how I did that. Let's not pay any attention to the fact that I said it's probably not gonna happen, because it did happen and that's all that matters. <laughs> he dude, threw that, no that was some f <laughs> That was some f Houdini sh Dude, good for you. Now, granted, he was a bullshit all-star. <laughs> he was a bullshit all-star. It should have been Eduardo Rodriguez, but still, you oh, nailed yeah. that one, dude. I I'm, like, shocked at myself right now. I'm like, goddamn, I'm about to go play the lottery. <laughs> I want to make some more predictions. <laughs> Actually, wait, this works perfect for my Kansas City one next. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you go oh, right into it? Oh, I yes. will. I'm Go just going to type it. this out. You could watch me as I type. Uh, that's how you spell it. Oh, Jesus. We're doing this again. Let Vinny cook. Bobby ah. Wood Jr. too. He's good. He's probably your best player. But let the Pasquatch cook. Let him cook. If you don't know who I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen, there's this beautiful, handsome man named Vinny Pasquantino, a Forza oh. Italia legend. Oh, wait, 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 Oh, we got to do the I know what Tom's going to play. Forza Italia! Okay, perfect. Yeah, we needed the intro to the segment. But yeah, he's a beautiful human being who has my heart and soul because his last name is Pasquantino, and that's the most beautiful last name I've ever heard in my life. Is he going to win MVP? Yes. Indisputably. I, I, pred I predicted Judge, and I predicted Acuna. Maybe my luck, maybe my magic will rub off on Vinny a little bit, and he'll take 
that 282 expected batting average into next year. I mean, hey, dude, hey, let's be real here. This man had a 37.8 sweet spot percentage before he got hurt last year. Yes, I'm pulling that straight from StatCast. Anyway, do I need to explain anymore? Vinny Pasquantino, living legend. Maybe my magic will rub off on Vinny Pasquantino. Tony Puglisi, 2024. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to wear that because I want my boy, I want my paisan to win I'm, an MVP. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you are. And you can also eat that fat fucking L you took last year when guess what? You predicted Vinny Pasquantino MVP run. <laughs> so you can eat that fat and you can keep it to yourself. <laughs> hey, I'll predict it until it happens. I love that man, Tom. You'll never get it. Oh, God. At any rate, I actually didn't have much to contribute because I think I was just in shock and awe of how much Italian breakfast was being spewed out on the podcast last year that I actually didn't have anything to contribute because it's the Royals other than pitch better, which I think I said, actually. However, I didn't think it could get worse in 2022, but boy, was I wrong. The team's ERA hmm. jumped from 4.7 to 5.17, and the team gave up 207 home runs compared to 173 in 2022. So they did not improve at all. So this is a big fat L for us with the Royals. This year, I'm keeping it simple. For the sake of the Midwest, Fitch, Fitch, fix your pitching woes. I think the evidence that I just presented is enough to justify the claim. Moving on. I know you want to talk about Vinny Pasquantino more, but please, let's get through the rest of the American <laughs> League. We haven't even gotten to the National League yet. <laughs> we'll have the Vinny episode eventually, but please talk about the Twins. I will. The Twins, last year, your resolution was, what the f*** even are you? Well, that was a philosophy question I posed. Was that, um, that was it? Or that you posed, rather. Yeah, that was it. You wrote down, what the f*** even are you? <laughs> it was a valid oh, wait, question. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I think we actually agreed on the uh, point, do not trade Max Kepler to the Yankees or else. So actually, you know what? We can chalk that one up mm. to a W because my resolution was Joey Gallo revenge tour. And that definitely didn't happen. <laughs> so we're going to scrub over that by saying the Max Kepler not going to the Yankees is a W in our books. <laughs> we hit our heads hard in the AL Central. I'm willing to take any W we can get. And the fact that they didn't trade Max Kepler to the Yankees, honestly, it might have been a bad thing. <laughs> he would have fit nice in left field. He had a good <laughs> season last year, but hey, good for them. They did a lot more winning than I think anyone anticipated. And for my resolution this year, I said, fuck it, win more playoff games. Who said you need to stop? That's it. Maybe get one more starter, though. Because at this point, screw it. No one in that pathetic division is going to stop you. Keep doing it. Keep shocking the world. Go to the ALCS for all I care. Just don't beat the Yankees. Don't do that. Beat like Houston. That would be fun. You got nothing to lose except when you lost Sonny Gray. Big L on your department for that. Uh, <laughs> my resolution this year is develop auto-healing technology to install for your players, or better yet, have a relatively clean bill of health. Because Lord <laughs> Jesus Christ, this team might be more unstable than the New York Yankees when it comes to players getting hurt. Just ask any of their prospects from the past, like, 15 years. Seriously, go ask them, because all of them have gotten hurt at least once for a significant portion of time. 
That is my resolution for the Minnesota Twins this year. That is the American League Central. Let's move on to the American League West, Tony. Let's. And let's start off with both of our favorite teams in the world, the Houston Astros. Oh, I almost wanted to leapfrog and just do the Angels because everyone knows they're going to be funnier. But let's just peel this bandaid off right away. All I said was reestablish your stranglehold on the division. There is reason to believe they're going to bounce back, mostly because the Mariners can't stop shooting themselves in the foot. Simple, just pounce on an enemy making a mistake. That's it. I Oh, God, you already colored it red. I don't like this already. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we said last year was blast off to another World Series title, as they were the defending champions. They did come mm. close, though. So they didn't get it, but in reality... It was still a good resolution, being that they were a defending champion. Reestablish a stranglehold on the division is a very good resolution. As a matter of fact, it's pretty much the exact same thing I wrote down, which was don't start losing your grip, excuse me, don't start losing your grip on your so-called dynasty, because some people think the Houston Astros are actually a dynasty, but in reality, you need multiple World Series titles to win and accomplish a dynasty, which they don't have legitimately also you probably actually need like three titles or more to probably be considered a dynasty in my book but still don't lose your grip on the division don't lose your grip on being the number one team to beat in the american league that's what we're trying to say here oh dear jesus christ we have the los angeles angels next oh god oh god oh god a lot of god as you can tell because this is the angels you see what i did there tony I do respect the reference to Catholicism, but if you're trying to tell me God is with the Los Angeles Angels right now, I'm saying this as a born-bred Catholic. I'm not going to believe you. I'm going to believe that this is some kind of cruel joke that the team literally called the Angels are in hell. That, to me, is a spitting image of irony for this hellscape of a team. I'm just going to throw it right at you. All I have is survey the vast wasteland Moreno has brought in his wake as your lone hope moves across town. Parentheses, and pray Mike Trout gets Ray Borked. If you don't know what that means, if you're not a hockey fan, Ray Bork was a longtime Boston Bruin who never won a cup with them because the Boston Bruins sucked. He went to the Avalanche for one year at the end of his career, and won the cup. Pray that they trade Mike Trout to, like, the Phillies in, like, two years so he could win a World Series and then ride off the rest of his contract into the sunset. Because at this point, I'm going to be honest, man, I don't think I've ever felt worse for Mike Trout. Like, I have in the past when his only help in the lineup was an Albert Pujols on a forged birth certificate and two bad legs, but watching the best player on Earth get to his team, not help the situation at all, and then leave... (laughs) That's pretty depressing. I, I want to buy Mike Trout some flowers just to like, hey, it's going to be okay, man. I don't even know if I feel that bad for him because he hasn't requested a trade from the team. If he doesn't want to do that, clearly he's comfortable losing. And I don't want to disgrace upon Mike Trout. He is a Jersey boy after all, and he is going to go down as one of the greatest baseball players of all time. However, you don't have to be a legacy guy like the Derek Jeters of the world. You can request a trade from the Los Angeles Angels because they're barely a team to begin with. In fact, as Tony put it, they're a hellscape. As a matter of fact, also, my resolution is trade Mike Trout and reset your franchise. Because (laughs) that's pretty much the only thing they can do at this point is restart like it's a video game. And actually (laughs) trading Mike Trout will help get you some prospects to... mm, 
reset your franchise because Lord only knows Catholicism again. You don't have any direction. You need the halo of an angel to lead you into the light. I swear that's the last Catholicism reference. And I especially say that because Tony's resolution last year was burn Artie Moreno at the stake verbatim. That is what he wrote down on the rundown last year and said on a podcast. Hey, let's be real here. We're speaking for the fans. Find me one Angels fan that would not agree with me. You can't. They don't exist. (laughs) Uh, For the record, I said become the real life Angels in the outfield, which sure didn't happen. So they became the real bad news bears. Was that close enough? They did. However, I think one team surpassed them in that department, and oh, guess what? We get to talk about them next. It's our the long-suffering franchise. Uh, actually, you know what? Not long-suffering. They've brought the suffering onto themselves. The Oakland, soon-to-be Las Vegas Athletics. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Tony, I saw what you wrote down for <laughs> your resolution, and I'm not going to disagree with that. <laughs> Why don't you just say it? All I wrote was long for the sweet release of death. And I don't mean that in a human or existential way because that's really dark. I mean for the sweet release of death for the franchise. Just wait until this sad sack of a team, this depressing heap is out of your lives. Then you could root for the Giants and just be content with yourselves. Or you can keep rooting for them in Vegas, but I imagine with John Fisher... You're not going to want that. You're not going to want to root for that at all. So that's it. Just long for death. It's not like you have a baseball team to look forward to. (laughs) Very, very true. Mine is simply put, somehow get more than 2,000 people in your doors, you undeserving (laughs) You deserve to have zero people in your ballpark and not make a dime the rest of the way through (laughs) Oakland. Enough said for the many reasons that we spent on in the 2003 regular season. Now, I say that. And we also have to look back on the fact that we made a critical error that came true for our 2023 resolution for the Oakland Athletics, Tony. Oh, Um, Oopsie. Our resolution we agreed on was get the f*** out of Oakland. Um, That didn't age well at all. I'm not going to lie. That did not age well. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Has everything we said this past year been like some sort of us trying to like reclaim ourselves for our previous sin or are we just terrible people well i already know that but i'm just trying to reaffirm that (laughs) you heard what my angel's resolution was last year you know the answer for me but i feel so dirty after learning that i feel like i just made a your mom joke to batman it's like oh god i'm sorry man i didn't know (laughs) like ah that's brutally true i mean hey we're right that's another one of the W yeah. column for us. Another L for Oakland. I don't want it to be a W. <sighs> you know who likes to talk about W's, Tony? That is Jerry DePoto. And he had a lot of Does specific he? comments that he made about W's in the offseason. And that is where my New Year's resolution comes into play. Shoot for winning 55% of your games or keep winning 54% of the time and continue to be a mediocrity good team that continues to not invest in your offense. Now, I would like to clarify for the record, mediocrity good, I don't think is a correct term. What I'm trying to say is they're going to be good, but they are borderline mediocre. 
at the exact same time, just because of how lackluster their roster construction is outside of pitching, and for the fact that inevitably they have some bad juju on their hands and they can't shake it. So unfortunately, that puts them in the mediocre department. I completely agree. My resolution is win in spite of Jerry DePoto. Parentheses. Seriously, what in the Sam hell is this clown doing? And mind you, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I thought of this resolution before the Robbie Ray trade. Like, this is in the wake of the Eugenio trade, or the refusal to get anyone else out there who could hit for power other than Julio and Cal Raleigh. This team is just a joke. I feel like we've said this a ton of times, but the fact that the Mariners always complete this cycle of being competitive, somewhat competitive, for like two years, and then they immediately crash back down to earth. You gotta feel it's a clause in their GM's contract, or their owner's contract, that they can't go more than three years without making an ass of themselves. And guess what? They're doing it again. If they, When they inevitably finish third in the division by default, no one is going to be surprised. Off the back of their godly pitching staff, which again, I'll agree with you on. Their pitchers are great. Their hitters are going to be able to do a thing. They're going to become the Marlins of the American League, who we'll get to shortly. But first, let's wrap up the American... Actually, wait, no, wait, we didn't say our predictions. Oh, yeah, that was a massive failure on our part. We put no jokes, just do it, your fans deserve it. They did no such thing. They did not make the playoffs. <laughs> so that's a massive L. Of course we predicted that. <laughs> hey, at least now we know better. This is the first time in the history of the show the Mariner cycle has been completed. So we, we know better than to give the Mariners any semblance of faith. So you live and you true. learn. Much like the Texas Rangers have both lived and learned. They learned so well, they actually did something good for the first time in their franchise's history. They did. Uh, and that, go that shows... In my resolution, which got cut off in the screenshot I took. Good job, Tony, you idiot. <laughs> I can tell you with almost a guaranteed certainty that my resolution read something like, keep building, full steam ahead, trust the process, and don't falter. You know, you just won a World Series. You're on top right now. Why wouldn't you want to stay on top? Same sort of idea I had for the Orioles last year, and I'm honestly pretty high on the Rangers, even though they haven't made a ton of moves in the offseason so far. Their roster, I think, could uh, withstand it. It justifies that, and they have enough youth coming up to where they didn't necessarily need to make so many moves, and also they've invested in their future the past few years. So theoretically, yeah, maybe they don't have to make a ton of moves, but yeah, realistically, you do want to at least make some moves to make your offseason seem less bleak. However, they just won the World Series. So congratulations again on that. You're the defending champion. That's your offseason right there. You get to revel in the fact that you won your first World Series title and you deserved it. My resolution this year is simply put, dethrone the Astros for the AL West crown and defend that World Series W like the Alamo, baby. I would give a yeehaw, but it's almost one o'clock in the morning and I don't feel like waking up my house. Uh... Uh, Tom, you know how the story of the Alamo ended, right? Yeah, it, it wasn't good. Just let me have this moment. I know. <laughs> it, it fit. It was Texas. Give me this one. You need to get that Texas reference in there, even if, it, even if it's a story about Texas losing. <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking okay, of McDermott. losing, speaking of losing, this is what we had to say about the Rangers last year. Here, I overdrive my microphone. Cowboy boots and saddle up to an 85 win season! Yeah, I overdrove my mic massively there. Uh, here's what we actually had to say about our actual thoughts and 
proceedings about the remake. Think they're going to actually win 85 games? I don't know. They probably have a borderline top 10 rotation in baseball now. That's all I have to say. Just start winning some ball games. I think 85 wins is very generous. Maybe there'll be a miracle run. We will see. Rangers will be better, but I don't know how much better yet. For the record, we went on to project 77 and 74 wins. I gave them 77 because I was feeling a lot more generous than Tony. And they won the World Series. That's an L for us. However, <laughs> that makes us 8-7 and seven in the American League. We were over 500. How about that? I will take it. I thought we were going to get maybe three of them right. This is such a W for us. I mean, granted, that Rangers prediction couldn't have gone worse, particularly for me. Um, yes. I don't know why I was so low on them. I'm willing to bet I just didn't buy into the rotation. I figured DeGrom would get hurt, which he did. I figured Eovaldi wouldn't be great, which he was. I don't know. Just not every take works out well. Like in the AOS, we only got one right, and it was Oakland. <laughs> oh, God, that's sad. <laughs> Let's hope the track record keeps up at least a little bit in the National League. Let's get it started right away with the Atlanta Braves. What I wrote for them this year was hope and pray all these splash plays by AA, that's a lot of A sounds, leads to success in the postseason for a change. And I capitalized for a change <laughs> because you could be, they're trying to emulate the Dodgers in a strange way, both in getting very team friendly deals for their players and losing when it matters most. Like, you can get all the regular season hardware you want. You could show me all the MVP votes that Ronald Acuna and Matt Olson got last year. You could show me how many all-stars you guys had last year. How many hitters above, like, with a above-average OPS plus you had last year. None of that means a goddamn thing if you get bounced in the first round for the second year in a row. I love watching this team. You are building a juggernaut of a team. If there's anyone who's going to stand up to the Dodgers, it's you. Please don't be the laughing stock for the third year in a row. Yeah. That's well said, and that's pretty much exactly what I said, just in a different way, And except I was a lot more cruel with my uh, responses here. My resolution is stop complaining about losing due to your own incompetency in the playoffs and actually get back to the World Series, because we know you're more than able to accomplish that, but you get in your own way, and you did the past two seasons. Specifically this offseason. Now, maybe it was more just the fans, but I specifically remember players complaining as well, I think, about various things about Philly and not winning and the schedule, blah, 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 benefits of wildcard team. Shut the hell up. You're the best team in the National League, and you got absolutely trounced, destroyed, embarrassed, and more importantly, eliminated by the exact same team two seasons in a row in more embarrassing fashion. No complaints. Get back on track. Last year, by the way, we said stave off the surging division and sign more young stars for stupidly cheap contracts. Tony, you can be the judge whether or not we actually got that one right, because I do think half of that's <laughs> right, but we definitely know they didn't stave off the uh, surging division based on what happened in the playoffs, although in the regular season, technically it's correct. I mean, the regular season, they definitely did stave off the division. I mean, they couldn't in the end with the Phillies. And they definitely did sign more of their young guys. I'm pretty sure we wrote that before Austin Riley got extended. So we at least got half of that right. I'm willing to call that a W. At least okay. for the regular season. At least like a half W. If they got eliminated yeah, cool. by anyone other than the Phillies, I would say it's a full W. But yeah, we'll take what we can get. 
We'll go right down the middle with that one. Miami is up next. This should be an interesting one because I could think of some very interesting things to say for the Miami Marlins because usually we have nothing to say because they're the Miami Marlins. So I'm interested to hear if you've actually got something interesting to say about the usually disinteresting Miami Marlins. You want to hear my super new and super unique and super awesome suggestion and resolution for the Marlins? Please. Develop the young pitching and find some power. Like every year. That last part was in parentheses, if you couldn't tell. Same story every year. This year, it just happened to work well because the rest of the National League collapsed in on itself. You know, if the Mets, Padres, and Cardinals, if even one of those teams played up to their potential, Miami would be nowhere near the playoffs. But hey, credit to them. They took advantage of a slumping league, and a bunch of their guys broke off. Credit to Luis Arias, Jorge Soler, Yuri Perez, who they called up pretty late in the season. Braxton Garrett was pretty good, too. And their bullpen was surprisingly solid, so keep developing that young pitching. I'm expecting big breakthroughs for guys like Braxton Garrett, Edward Cabrera, and eventually Yuri Perez. And for the love of God, please keep some sense of consistent power in the lineup. Keep Jorge Soler healthy. Keep Jake Berger burgering. And teach Jazz Chisholm how to not suck again. Because that was kind of miserable to watch last year. I almost forgot he existed. (laughs) Big shout out to the uh, MLB The Show 2023 cover star, Jazz Chisholm. The least deserving MLB The Show cover star possibly of all time. Also, big shout out to Yuri Perez because he did a lot of things. For the defending champion now of the Diamond Duo Fantasy League, yours truly, Tom Bauer did so much, so much for my pitching during the regular season. I love to gloat about my fantasy baseball title. Talk about the Marlins, you f***ing nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I will, because I'll be getting back to gloating in a couple minutes here. Uh, My resolution, don't fire another incredibly smart and rising star in your organization. Kind (laughs) of like what you did with Kim Eng. Uh, This year... I'm looking squarely at Skip Schumacher because you got new brass in charge. And if for whatever reason they don't get along and play nice, he's going to be gone and he's going to go off and manage another team and he's going to lead them to success because that's what Skip Schumacher is as a manager. Also, fixer hitting. Holy It is some of the worst I have ever seen. Minus Luis Arias. He is a gem. Last year's prediction, by the way, don't make our friend Anthony drink. Because he's a sad and decrepit Marlins fan, except he's not so sad and as decrepit as our Tigers <laughs> fan, Jack Halstead, because Miami actually made the playoffs. So I think we took a W, and so did Anthony, quite frankly, on this one. I'm willing to agree. I gotta admit, Anthony was very happy with the season. I haven't talked to him about the Marlins in a minute, but hey, making That's the true. playoffs, no one expected that, so I'll pencil that in as a W. Starting off your the National League pretty well. Appearance. Yeah, your first playoff appearance since 2003, was it? Mm. Yeah, that that's a W. No matter what way you try to spin that. That's true. If we're not counting the COVID season, which no one does. Um, (laughs) I'm also just seeing the next team. I'm going to go ahead and highlight it red already. Yeah, please. It was... (laughs) Last year, mine was win, baby, win. Yours was prove Steve right. They didn't prove Steve right, and they lost baby loss. (laughs) So, big L. Super L. Super (laughs) F, indeed. For the New York Mets. Super F. I kind of want to make a graphic of Super F now for some of these we were, like, so wrong on. Because I, I don't know if the Mets bamboozle does both. I was definitely more bearish on them than I was bullish. You said win, baby, win. I think you had the beating the Braves last year in the division. Am I right on that? 
I did, but I had the Braves beating the Mets in the playoffs. You still had the Mets winning the division. That's pretty bold for a team that finished in fourth place. Except both of us predicted the Mets to do extremely well last season, so I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> Fair. I guess this is the Rangers, but in the opposite sense in this case. Still not very good. Speaking of not very good, my resolution is find some starters for the love of God and wait for the young guys in 2025. That too. You're not satisfied with Sean Manaya? I was going to say, they've been going bark and bin hunting, which is a stark departure from what they've been doing the past two years. They've been getting the cream of the crop, the best free agents. I can't even discern who their best free agent or trade acquisition is this year, man. Is it Adrian Hauser or is it Sean Manaya? I don't know, man. I think my eyes might glaze over looking at all this talent. That's sarcasm, if you couldn't tell. Get some decent pitchers to hold you over until Beatty's fully developed, until Alvarez is developed, until Mauricio's ready. Just get by and don't get embarrassed in the division again. That's all. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> My resolution is inch closer to Uncle Steve's five-year goal. The clock is ticking. Tick, 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 tick. Time's almost up, guys. This is going to be year four. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Tony. I believe it's year four of Steve Cohen's tenure and regime as the New York Mets owner. And he set out a five-year goal to win the World Series. It's either his third or fourth season. Either way, your team took a massive step back last season. Your farm system is... I don't want to say it's depleted because it's on the rise. Obviously, with the trade of Luis Angel Acuna, that definitely boosts your stock in the farm system incredibly. And you've got a lot of rise in prospects that could make an impact in the major league level. However, are they really going to win a World Series in Uncle Steve's first five years? I have a lot of doubts going forward. However, yeah. that's still the ultimate goal for the Mets. You got to get close at least to that five-year goal. Because if you come in swinging like Uncle Steve, you better go out with a home run. You don't want to strike out. Well, that's sad. But that's just the Mets. They're always sad and morbid and decrepit, and I've used that word decrepit at least three times throughout this podcast episode. Uh, let's <laughs> I was get about to point that out. <laughs> Decrepit's like your word of the night, but please continue. I think we're going to jump into the next team. I was because it's the Philadelphia Phillies. And Tony, do me a favor as I play this next audio clip. You can mark green next to Philly. Here's why. Now, for the Philadelphia Phillies, I wrote up, grease up the poles, because, you know, the Philly fans, they kind of knock down their poles in the city, and win at least 90 games. Keeping it very simple for the Philadelphia Phillies here, if they win over 90 games, I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but they definitely will be back in the postseason. Just win some ball games, get back to the promised land. Oh, boy, oh boy, oh boy, was I ever correct 90 Golf wins clubs. on the dot, didn't win the division, they <laughs> nearly got back to the promised land. That was a 95% accuracy rate. Sniper, what a great job by me last year. That was honestly some great job. <laughs> wow, terrible grammar, but you get the point. <laughs> hey, I had the Lorenzen poll, you had guessing the Phillies' exact win total. I'll give you that. Especially, like, predicting them to not win the division, but still go far in the postseason. That's, that's a sneaky pick. I'll give you that. I don't remember what mine was last year, but I think I remember being a little lower on the Phillies. I don't know why, but that's definitely not happening again. Because my <laughs> prediction for them this year is bolster that pitching core and go for a World Series. Give me a reason they can't. Like, if they get a slightly better bullpen and, like, one more starter, 
Tell me what part of that roster is going to drag them down. Their lineup is amazing. The front-end starters they have are amazing. And even some guys in their pen are sneaky good. I honestly think if it's not one of the juggernauts like the Dodgers or Braves, I think the Phillies might have the best shot to go for a title right now. They're a fun team, and they've been there before. Who knows, maybe they're one of the lucky teams that breaks through. Every year there's one miracle team that upsets a juggernaut, and the Phillies have been that team two times now. So, who's to say they can't make it a third? Unfortunately for them, they became the juggernaut, and then they got decimated by the David, known as the Arizona Diamondbacks. (laughs) So, the fortunes were turned on the great folks of Philly. Unfortunately for them. By the way, Tony, last year you said pretty much the exact same thing as I did. Sands 90 wins. So we were both very much correct in that regard. This year, my resolution is exactly what they've been doing, except they need to add a step. Continue to belittle the Braves and win the division. (laughs) Because that's the obvious. That was an obvious pull for me. It took me five seconds to come up with that one. And I don't think I need to spend much more thought on it. They can surely beat the Braves. Can they make it three for three in the playoffs? I think they've got a chance to do that. Can they win the division? Probably not. But I'm going to go out. And you know what? I projected 90 wins this past season for the Phillies. What can I project this season for the Phillies? I'm going to go 88 wins for the Phillies in 2024. Put that on the record. And I swear to God, if I go two for two, you might as well dub me the God of Philly. I think that title's reserved for like Chase Utley, but I don't know. Maybe they'll like loan it to you if you get that right. Just to be different, I'm going to predict it. I'm going to say they get better. 92. Not by like a ton, but the pitching's going to carry them a bit and Trey Turner's going to be good for the whole year. That's it. Couple extra wins and they're still in the postseason. Solid Hmm. team. You know who's not a solid team, Tom? (laughs) Who's that? The Washington Nationals. I almost said the Washington Nationals, but that's not a team. Um, I'm willing to bet whatever we said last year is not only correct, but in line with what I'm about to say and what you're about to say, at least to some degree, because what I'm going to say for this year, it's not just like Lowell Nationals bad. I think they have something to look forward to. In fact, I think they have two things that they could look forward to. Number one, watch CJ Abrams become an all-star, which we'll talk about this later with the preseason predictions. He's a serious breakout candidate for me. I love C.J. Abrams. Moreover, that's number one. Number two, count the minutes until the Patrick Corbin contract is up. I believe he becomes a free agent in 2025. It's almost over, Nats fans. Don't worry, the nightmare is almost done. You don't have to watch him on opening day giving up six runs anymore. It's almost over. Just a little bit more. (laughs) But it's okay. Because he won a World Series with the Washington Nationals. And as we said last episode, that (laughs) solves all your problems, doesn't it, Tony? Every last one, of course. Just ask a Nationals fan if there are any left. (laughs) Uh, We know one. I don't know if he's abandoned ship necessarily. I guess we'll have to uh, get in communication with him to find out. Uh, Last year, by the way, Tony, again, I'll let you be the judge. Mine was a laughs one and yours was too mine was don't let mike rizzo near your star players oh wait they traded them all away (laughs) and yours was be less of an embarrassment than the current political spectrum i have no comment for that one because i am not getting political on this podcast that sounds like something i would say and i'm gonna be honest i don't think the the nationals were all that embarrassing last year obviously they were a bad team but Mm -hmm. they had like bright spots you know 
That's a lot more than I could say about other things happening in Washington right now, like the Commanders. What, did you think I was going to get political? This is a baseball podcast. Come on. Get it straight. So, I don't know. Could could be a W. Could be an L. Yeah, we don't get political on this podcast. Speaking of, here's my resolution. Win the World Series to distract everyone in Washington, D.C. from an election year. I think that goes without saying. Uh, <laughs> that is the uh, official political statement of the podcast, Washington. You're not actually going to win the World Series. We know. Just please provide some sort of distraction of what's going on in the swamp known as Washington, D.C. There's a lot of issues going on, and that's all we're going to leave it at. Let's move to the NL Central, because I don't want to spend another minute trying to give political commentary, Tony. How does that sound? No political commentary sounds incredible. Let's talk about the Cubs, because we oh, talked about them a little- oh, ha, 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 ha. oh, no. I, I don't like the sound of that. I don't like that laugh. Yeah, you should be fearful, because this is what you said about the Cubs last year. Oh, Christ. You know who else I'm wishing good luck to? Cody Bellinger on his revenge tour. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I literally wrote LOLJK in the rundown just to drive it home. A little extra. So close, but you had to be such an asshole <sighs> to Cody Bellinger. <laughs> that was almost a really good prediction. <laughs> I just had to be a troll. Oh my God. You know what? You know what? I deserve that. I That's clowned on Cody get. Bellinger for like, for like three straight years. This is the revenge of our friend Nicolette, who loves Cody Bellinger. That that is a massive <laughs> L for me. Enormous L. My, what did super you say? L. That's a that's what they call a super <laughs> F, Tony. That's super F. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this so funny to me? Wait, I'm going to have to make that it's a sound on better. the. I'm going to have to make that a sound on the soundboard. Super F. Just Crocker <laughs> calling that and laughing. Mine was win as many games as possible with four good players. That one we can chalk up to interpretation because they did win 83 games and they were over 500 and they fell one day short of making the playoffs. Uh, that being said, I think they had more than four good players. And just because I want to revel in the fact that you said, ha ha ha, LOL, Cody Bellinger revenge tour psych, I think we can leave this as a big fat L, a super F in fact. <laughs> Just so that way, again, we can continue making fun of you. Sure. Whatever. What were the four players, though? Who did you think were the four good players? Like Horner, Swanson, Hap? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, and then... Uh, not Contreras. No, uh, that's what's not Contreras. Was it Stroman? I really hope it wasn't Stroman. I probably did say Stroman, though. So that's, that's a super, super F on my department. Uh, he was an all-star, <laughs> though. I will say that. But so a super F I'm not wrong. in the humanity department. Absolutely. Let's move on. My prediction this year, or New Year's resolution, is make the Craig Council deal worth it. Simply put, make the playoffs, or come close, show some growth, make that deal worth it in the long term. Very straightforward. I wrote something similar, basically begging them to succeed. I said, pounce on this joke of a division, please. Oh, actually, I put something in parentheses here, too. One more impact hitter and starter, please. Hey, I wrote that before the the Shota deal. That's basically halfway there. Huh. And hey, Impact Hitter, they got Michael Bush. <laughs> that kind of came true, <laughs> right? <laughs> the season hasn't begun yet, but yet Tony is trying to claim a W on this for his New Year's <laughs> resolution. Can we get a retroactive W for this one, even though it has nothing to do with last year? <laughs> 
I can't <laughs> wait until the end of the season and we look back on this last year and maybe both of them sucked and you're going to regret oh saying that. Or I'm going to eat these words. Either way, I think we're going to find out in 2025. Probably. Let's move on to the uh, Reds because this should be an interesting one. I don't remember <laughs> what we said last year, but it, it is. couldn't have been good. No. Actually, it was good. It was swindle more teams out of their top prospects or else. And I'm pretty sure they did that at least <laughs> once. And they actually had a winning season because of those prospects. Well, maybe not exactly those prospects, but still, they had a winning season. I, I only chalk this up as a W. I mean, did they swindle anyone out of their prospects last year? I don't know if they bought too much or if they sold too much, rather. My mistake. I don't know, but either way, I'm claiming it as a W for us because I don't feel like doing the research. Eh, fair enough. I'm not going to dig too deep either. They won. We weren't hopefully pessimistic on them, so I guess that, in some sense that's a W. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of W, I honed in on those prospects that they got, and all I put was, let the kids cook. Let's see what that core can do. And then in parentheses, I put, I hope you got Hunter Green a put-away pitch for Christmas, because I don't know if Reds fans <laughs> could stomach watching him give up 700 home runs in a season again off the back of his fastball, and... His fastball, for the love of God, just give him like a changeup or a slider or something. Let the man just develop a third pitch, please. <laughs> He's the Spencer Strider of the NL Central. Yeah, I'm not going to go out and say the Spencer Strider because of his successes so far in the major leagues. Eh, sort of successes, let's call them. He's the best thing the Reds got for pitching. I'll tell you what. Uh, hey, hey, my whoa, hey, New whoa, 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 whoa. They have Frankie Montas, dude. Come on. Oh, shut the hell up. You know He's what? Just because you made that joke, I'm so happy that I get to say this. My New Year's resolution is hypnotize the Dodgers to trade you Shohei Otani to make Tony's <laughs> trade deadline prediction come true. <laughs> I'm so glad you decided to be cocky in that moment. Eat that, mother Hey, that wasn't a real prediction, though. That was a funny prediction for content. <laughs> well, guess what? We're using it for content again. Uh <laughs> See, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. any rate, my actual resolution is, at the very least, develop pitching that won't produce an ERA over four. Because that's a very reasonable assumption that we can make for the Cincinnati Reds. Will it happen? Probably not. But I would like to see them try, because they can only <laughs> go up from there. They had guys in their rotation with an ERA of four and six, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if anybody was under a four last year. Let's talk about the Milwaukee Brewers because they had the exact opposite problem of the Cincinnati Reds and they <laughs> couldn't hit last year, Tony. We said, oh Jesus, hmm, I wonder how this true, if this came true or not. We, I guess, agreed on make your team make sense, you idiots. And then I think you wrote this, Abraham Toro for the win. I don't remember the context behind Abraham Toro <laughs> for the win, but make your team make sense, you idiots, does make some sense. I definitely wrote Abraham Toro for the win because they traded him for, uh, or they traded for him in exchange for Colton Wong, I'm pretty sure. And then both mm. sides learned to regret that deal. But yeah, no, I, I guess they made their team make sense. Sort of. They made the playoffs. Again, by default, they won 92 games. Eh. William Contreras. Yeah. I think eh. it's decent enough, no? I mean, we both thought the Cardinals were going to win the division. I didn't have the Brewers in the playoffs, so you know what? I'll take a W on my L. Why not? I'll stomp on my own grave with my division predictions last year. I can't wait for them to go just as well this year. Oh, don't you worry, buddy. The Cardinals are coming up in two spots. 
once we get through oh. these Brewers <laughs> predictions, which we're going to now. I'm just going to throw mine out there super quick. Learn to hit, as always. Yeah. And stop f- pissing off Corbin Burns. Like, th- this is more yeah. just a plea. Could we just stop, like, stop pissing off your ace? Stop throwing him under the bus? Yes, he had a down season last year, but a down season for Corbin Burns is still 200 strikeouts with an ERA, like, a couple ticks higher, if even that. When push comes to shove, you're gonna start Corbin Burns 10 times out of 10. You don't want to give that man any reason to leave. Brandon Woodruff's getting long in the tooth, and he's hurt. So, stop pissing him off, for the love of God. Very good points at you, Tony, and I completely agree with you for the Corbin Burns point, except if he's (laughs) traded to the Yankees, but I've been told that's unrealistic because now they have Marcus Stroman, and that was a sign that getting Corbin Burns was not going to happen. However, I would like to point out that great minds think alike because my resolution was, holy for the love of God, please get some real hitting. So (laughs) we are both in complete lockstep for the first time tonight. (laughs) (laughs) i mean they needed it for years they're the marlins of the central (laughs) oh my god man this team is never gonna learn i know it especially now that they don't have craig council they're probably gonna plummet to the abyss but that's okay they've been at the top for way too long wonder which team will overtake them maybe it's this next team the pirates nah i'm just kidding just like my cody bellinger prediction last year (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna throw my prediction Uh. out there because it's not that funny it's just very sad, and all it says is, look forward to the Mitch Keller and O'Neill Cruz highlight reels on MLB socials. Not much else to look forward to this year. That's really all I gotta say about the Pirates. If one of those two players gets hurt, you know, like it happened last year, there's gonna be almost nothing to watch on the Pirates. Just wait for guys like Tamar Johnson and Henry Davis to be ready. Then maybe you'll be good. Well, Henry Davis is technically ready because he played so many games with the Pirates last year, but I get your point still. They need to still develop your stars. That was very realistic. We'll see if mine is realistic at all. My resolution was negotiate realistic price tags for your inevitable attempts at trades, (coughs) Brian Reynolds, and start your season 29 again. Then repeat that for the remaining five months of the season, because that might be a good strategy to adopt. What? Wait, so were you saying repeat a 29 stretch for the remaining five months? That's a resolution. I'm not saying it's coming true. I'm just saying that's something they should strive to do. You literally said their resolution was step one, make money, step two, question mark, step three, repeat. <laughs> there's uh, there's a lot to be desired there. I feel like we're both going to eat L's for this next year when the Pirates are like the stupid breakout candidate team for no reason. When like Quinn Priester comes up and poops out a really good ERA for no reason. But, hey, that's okay. Not all these are going to be right. Can't wait for them to tell us to shove it as they go en route to an 80 and 82 season. I'm throwing out numbers again because I'm that cocky. Will I actually say they win 80 games when we do our predictions? Hell no. I'm more (laughs) realistic than that. Uh, For the record, last year, at least I put, actually, I think we both may have sort of agreed on it. We put raise the Jolly Roger to a staggering 69 wins which they actually wound up winning 76 compared to their 62 from the year before. So I think that's a W minus the fact that we got the win total wrong. Also, Tony, I'd like to point out you had one in one of your resolutions, develop more chunky first baseman. Would you care to comment on that? (laughs) 
I'd love to elaborate on that because I think the tradition's continuing. Who have they had on their team recently play first base? They've had Daniel Vogel back, they've had G-Man Choi, and I'm almost positive, didn't they get Rowdy Telez recently, or am I losing my mind? They, I feel like they just got another, like, hefty first baseman. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure Yoshinobu uh, Susugo, or whatever the hell that guy's oh, name was, played first Yoshimoto. base for them at some point. Yoshimoto yeah. and Carlos Santana. So yeah, there's nothing that goes better with the Pirates than chonky first baseman. Prove me wrong. <laughs> and then just trade them to a contender <laughs> who needs power. Like, trade them to a Marlins or a Mets, you know? Worked well in the Vogelback trade. You got one of their most controllable pitchers. That, that's where my head was at there. Guarantee it. <laughs> oh boy the next right, team the way. cardinals here we go oh i how many clips so of the prophecy do you much have fun. <laughs> i'm funny funny you bring up the prophecy the dead prophecy that is the st louis cardinals oh green do you remember what we put last year or at least what i put last year for the uh new year's resolution Wait. it's an or else isn't it Oh, it very much is nowhere else. It was, and I quote, F*** around, find out, or else. You told me this! That... <laughs> that might be the most perfect prediction, and I had the Phillies pretty much 95% complete. I think I nailed the Cardinals' prediction last year. They thought they were the cream <laughs> of the top that would rise to the top. And they were anything but that. And they destroyed my hopes and dreams of a prophecy coming true. And they found out what happens when you mess with the god of baseball, Tom Bauer. The god of fantasy baseball. Because if I were a god of baseball, then I sure wouldn't have projected Luis, Lucas Giolito and Alec Manoa to win Cy Young's. <laughs> also, I thought you were the god of Philly. I guess you could loop St. Louis in there now, too, if you're predicting mm. them around and finding out that is pretty good what did i put this year though what did we put this year for mine straight up whatever you did last year do the exact opposite if (laughs) if you had a specific shirt you wore to practice every day burn it if you went left in the corridor like to get to the clubhouse go right do everything differently maybe it'll reverse your fortunes parentheses pray your 40 year old pitching staff doesn't collapse in on itself Sonny Gray and Lance Lynn and the like can only carry you so far. At least that's my thinking anyway. Who knows, maybe they'll go on a stupidly good run for no reason, but I'm not going to stake claim to that because I don't know if I'll ever hit harder than I did with Michael Lorenzen as an all-star. So that's all I've got to say about the Cardinals. (laughs) Yeah, keep holding your breath on that one. My New Year's resolution was fire Ali Marmel (laughs) at the first sign of trouble and resurrect the corpses of Cy Young Chris Carpenter and 2010's Adam Wainwright to lead their rotation. Because Lord only knows they're going to need a lot more help than Sonny Gray in that rotation. Also, please, for the love of God, fire Ali Marmel. He's one of the worst managers in baseball. And I'm not even saying that because I'm biased against the St. Louis Cardinals and Ali Marmel for their atrocities that they spoke upon the prophecy. (laughs) he's just really that bad at game time decisions yeah ollie marmel's trash i could agree with that but i feel like you're not gonna see that through they're not gonna fire ollie marmel they never fire their managers unless their name is mike schilt for some reason they were weirdly uh that's true they had a weirdly short leash with him um that's okay he's managing the padres now i keep forgetting that that's i keep forgetting he has a job now (laughs) oh my god let's move on to the final division of baseball tom 
the NL West. This should be a really interesting one. And we're starting with probably the most interesting team of the bunch, because most every team you know exactly how they're going to go. The Diamondbacks, coming off their first World Series appearance since 2001, are an interesting bird. And I'm going to be mm -hmm. honest, I put basically the same resolution for them as I did for the Rangers. I couldn't think of anything too convincing. So I put, be that thorn in the Dodger side. Please, we need one. Don't stop. Keep building. <laughs> Verbatim, by the way. <laughs> Just a simple cry for someone to knock the Dodgers down, because who are we going to hope is going to do it at this point? The Padres? No. The Giants? Maybe if they get lucky. The Rockies? Ha! Huh. So yeah, that's got to be the Diamondbacks' <laughs> job now. And honestly, I think they could play a decent job at Spoiler. They did a damn good job of it in October last year. Just <laughs> sick Christian walk around them and watch them go crazy. Well, that was a very nice job waxing poetic about the Arizona Diamondbacks. Speaking of, I'm going to wax more poetically about them. My resolution, prove you weren't a fluke and become an NL powerhouse. Simply put, you're the defending NL pennant winner. Kind of got to live up to that expectation now. We knew you were a future team last year based on the final audio clip that I've got for you guys from the 2023 New Year's predictions. Take a listen keep the prospects coming, and actually win some meaningful games in the process. We kind of touched upon this with the Gabriel Moreno trade. You've got him, you've got Alec Thomas, you've got Jake McCarthy and, and Corbin Carroll. <laughs> Give them playing time, pray Marte bounces back, and wait for Jordan Lawler. In the meantime, don't lose 110 games. It's probably counterintuitive, and it might cost Tori Lavolo his job. Well, I'm not going to talk about the D-backs either, because I wrote down that point. I fully agree with it. Also, we spent, like, <laughs> probably 10 minutes of our recording time talking about the Diamondbacks. That's enough for probably the next entire season of the Diamond Duo podcast. Oh, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> we were doing so good, man. Why'd you have to say that? <laughs> you know what? That honestly might be Super F territory. I'm not going to lie. That's super I was gonna say, that that's, absolute, that's absolutely super <laughs> F. Oh, that's no big deal. We're never gonna I talk about him again. Except for when they go to the World Series. I just, no big deal. I'm gonna chalk that up to I Cody Bellinger. I'm, I'm <laughs> giving that a Tony term. <laughs> Shut the f*** up a Tony term. I'm just gonna preemptively... Oh, oh do you want to do it? Do you want to brand yourself with the L? Or here, I'll do it. No, you can do it for me. Yeah, please do. <laughs> super F. Goddamn, I did not think we'd have a Super O with the Diamondbacks. I thought we were pretty high on them last year. We were until I made some asinine comment like that and didn't think anything of it. Let's talk about the Rockies. This should be quick. <laughs> last year, we both agreed on the fact that they should start a Patreon for Nolan Arenado's contract uh, because they're still paying that <laughs> off, I think. I don't think they've done that, unfortunately. So we're going to chalk that one up to an L. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they should have taken their advice. My advice for them this year, though, is going to be very simple. Don't be as miserable as the A's. Please, for the love of God, the bar is set very low. But somehow, I think the Rockies will find a way to creep along the edges of that bar. That is set so, so low, that's even below the 50 feet of crap Billy Bean laid out about the Oakland A's back in 2002. I'm just going to be straight with you, man. I don't know if that's possible for them. The Rockies are so bad, but they're also just a boring type of bad. At least the A's are a hilarious bad. Watching a Rockies mm -hmm. game is like watching a snail creep down your driveway. You get nothing out of it. Um, however, this year, the Rockies, 
as we mentioned in the last episode, have made some game-changing moves, some roster-altering all-time moves for their team. So I'm going to type this out as I say it. My resolution for the Rockies is to ride the career renaissances mm-hmm. of Cal Quantrill. That's a signing we didn't cover and we will not cover. So that's as much mention as we're going to make for that. Dakota Hudson and Jacob Stallings to the World Series. No, I'm kidding. Just, 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 just ride the, career, of that. <laughs> the career renaissances. <laughs> And by career renaissances, I mean, oh my god, this rotation might give up the most runs in MLB history. Tom, I don't know if you saw that, like, someone put a graphic on Twitter of the projected five-man rotation for the Rockies listed by their whip. Not a single one was below, like, 1.5 or 1.7. It was honestly depressing. Like, this is going to be a rotation that breaks records for ineptitude. And it's sad to say, because I used to love Cal Quantrill, it's probably going to be spearheaded by him at Dakota Hudson and Ryan Feltner, whatever his name is. Sad but true. Uh, just like the state of the Colorado Rockies till infinitum. Sad but true. Okay, I see already Tony's putting in his uh, projection for the Los Angeles Dodgers. It was f- win. <laughs> I don't think we need to go through that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting that in for the future. <laughs> For the record, while we're on the subject of the Los Angeles Dodgers, my New Year's resolution to them is defer all of your winnings to 2000 never again. F*** the Dodgers. I hope you choke in the NLDS until infinitum. For reasons we outlined in the previous episode, my feelings are very strong about the Dodgers. F*** them. I don't want them to win. (laughs) You see, I don't want them to win either. As a non-Dodgers fan, I feel like all of us don't want them to win. But if I am the Dodgers and I'm making a resolution, my only resolution is to f- win. Any means necessary. No holds barred. Full steam ahead. World Series or bust. World Series or Dave Roberts' head is being served on a platter to Andrew Friedman and Magic Johnson. There's no reason for them to not win anymore, and we illustrated that last episode, so if you want a full deep dive of that, listen to our last episode. We rambled for literally, literally an hour just on the Dodgers. I don't see a reason for us to do it again. Let's move on to the Dodgers' little brother. Uh, or actually, wait. Hang on, hang on. Before we t- I forgot we didn't say last year yet. Yes, and we took an L because we wrote down, don't make our friend Nicolette sad, or do, I don't give a f- as long as the Yankees are winning. Well, Nicolette was very <laughs> sad and the Yankees didn't win sh- So that's a super <laughs> L. You know what? That's a super F. <laughs> We're bringing that back. <laughs> Super F. How did we super F on the Dodgers? How did we get it that wrong? (laughs) All we had to do was say, win in the regular season and flame out in the playoffs. That's all we needed to say. (laughs) I like how this year we went from being the implication to or else to this year we're just giving ourselves super Fs. So both men, (laughs) a lot of menacing things going on in our New Year's resolutions. I, I don't know if Super F is menacing. It's just, especially I have the image of the fairly odd parent scene. It's not very intimidating. It's very meme worthy. Hey, much like the Todgers were last year in the playoffs. Oh, very fitting. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Much speaking like the Padres of, were too. I was about to say, speaking of meme worthy and Super Fs, the Padres get a Super F for everything. Everything they've ever wanted to do and everything that they actually have done this postseason. Excuse me, off season. That be... Gisugats. That's Italian for f- nothing. I think anyway, that's how I use it anyway. Either way, 
My little resolution for the Padres this year is threefold. Cut costs, hope the pitching is magically good, and try to beat anyone other than the Rockies in your division. There's no hope in my heart for the Padres at this point. They are a dead organization walking. It's kind of sad to see an all-in push fail so spectacularly, especially with the loss of their beloved owner who only wanted to see them succeed. But I'm going to be honest, man. When I see guys like Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis, and AJ Preller fail, that makes me feel a little good inside. Just just going to shoot straight with you, man. My support about Peter uh, Seidler, RIP, by the way. Yeah, there's kind of some... I don't want to say uh, pleasure that you can take from it, but that is the word you pretty much used was pleasure. I was rooting for the Dodgers or the uh, Padres to uphold the Dodgers and uh, make them their bitch, quite frankly. So I'm a little disappointed in the Padres. In fact, we're so disappointed in them. Actually, you know what? We should be pissed off because we both projected them to win the World Series last year. That did not come true. So you know what? <laughs> I know this wasn't part of the resolution. Super F. That's, super That's F. the last Super F. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say you I know it wasn't green at first. Yeah, well, you can be the judge of this. Last year we said trade. Ta- you said trade Tatis to the Yankees for Aaron Hicks and IKF. That didn't happen. I added, but seriously, resign Manny Machado, which they did, or else. The or else was menacing, but they actually did that and they failed. So, not Manny Machado's fault, even though he kind of <laughs> sucked for like the first few months of the season. But just based on the fact that we projected them to win the World Series alone, I think qualifies us for a final Super F of the evening, Tony. Before you give your thoughts about the Super F, my resolution, find someone with passion for the team like Peter Seidler had. R.I.P. Peter Seidler. Also, don't file for bankruptcy. It seemed like that was going to be inevitable. (laughs) Also, don't go bankrupt. No big deal. You only have to trade Juan Soto because... You were going to go bankrupt otherwise. I don't have many thoughts on the Super F other than how the f*** did we think this team was going anywhere near the World Series. Can't wait to be just as wrong about that this year. Cannot wait. Going to be fun. And yeah, Padres fans, hope you had fun while it lasted. Because outside of Java Joe, I don't know who you get excited for in this pitching staff. Have fun with that. And at last, we come to the final team, the San Francisco Giants. Tom, why don't you start us off with what we said about them last year, because I apparently did not take a picture of them either. So going to have to try to remember what my, oh <laughs> my, my motivation God. resolution you, was for them. You deserve a super F just for that. You super deserve a super F. The, the f- super F. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> no, because last year we nailed it. We said for the Giants, pass their physicals and win 75 games. Pass the physicals because of the inevitable Carlos Correa BS that we had to deal with last <laughs> offseason. And they won at least 75 games. In fact, they were in the playoff picture until the final week of the season. So that's a that's big true. fat success for the Giants. This year, my objective for them is very simple. Find your shining star that you've been waiting for. Jung Hu Lee and Robbie Ray and Jordan Hicks do not qualify for that necessarily. Maybe Jung Hu Lee. We don't know what he's going to produce at the MLB level yet. Maybe Robbie Ray can win another Cy Young, but they seriously need a superstar on that team. They need to develop everything. Quite frankly, they're going to be mediocre until infinitum until they can uh, find a way to turn things around. So we'll see. Just find your star. And it looks like Tony is writing something darker than what I wrote, but it looks like it's going to be the exact same way. (laughs) It's a similar type of aim, but with a more, I don't know about morbid. Yeah, it's pretty a morbid uh, method of attaining it. 
I said sell your souls for a free agent to even look your way. Which, I, I guess they did. I guess they did. They got Jung-Hoo Lee. They got Jordan Hicks uh, for that much money. Uh, <laughs> and I also put in parentheses, anchor third place in that division. Because that should be theirs by default. If they get anything less, it is a failure of a season. And as I wrap up, Tom is going through, <laughs> like, bling all the super Fs we had. <laughs> thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> hey, you know what? At least we saved most of our super... <laughs> wow, we actually only got super Fs in the National League. We uh, I actually know the White Sox. I forgot about them. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? There was a super... I couldn't remember if it was the White Sox or Cleveland. I think it was actually Cleveland, because I said something uh, about them displaying their dominance, and they sure didn't do that but i'm gonna give a super ref to the chicago white Sox, even if we didn't because they're such a miserable organization that they deserve a lot of super refs <laughs> because they themselves are a walking super f <laughs> <laughs> they deserve however it. i will say that is it for our new year's resolutions and i'm gonna go through yes. them but we are over 500 on our resolutions from 2023 mm. uh your thoughts on the 2024 ones while i do a quick tally I think these are very achievable for a lot of these teams, for the most part anyway. I don't know how well the Angels are going to be able to survey the wasteland that Artie Moreno has left them. And I'm going to be honest, Tom, I think your prediction of more than 2,000 people at Oakland Coliseum, you might be giving them too much credit. I'd be shocked if they consistently broke 1,000. But we'll see where this lands this time next year. Hopefully fewer super Fs. We still had some pretty hot takes here, so... We're putting ourselves in line for some massive W's or some super F's. Did not think that would come out as cheesy as it actually did. <laughs> that, 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 those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts. It was fun. It was great. Again, I had a lot of fun doing this for as long as it took to actually do and for as long as this will take, unfortunately, to edit. I have a lot of fun with these projections, honestly. I said it earlier, it might honestly be my favorite part of the show is when we get to project stupid stuff happening and share a lot of laughs and super Fs about it. And <laughs> the final tally, by the way, from 2023, we went 17 and 13 on our New Year's resolutions. That is a 56 or 57%, depending if you want to round up winning percentage, which is above the 54% threshold that Jerry DePoto has set up for himself. So we are officially better than the <laughs> Seattle Mariners, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yay, go us! We beat Jerry DePoto's expectations, and honestly, I think both of our expectations. I thought we were going to do way worse. In hindsight. <laughs> I will say, the ALE saved us because we went a perfect 5-0 and there. If we had some... uh mixed reactions there, then uh, it wouldn't have been so pretty. We would have been batting 500. Oh, you know what? It's because of the or else's. Didn't we put or else for like four of those teams? Oh, we should have incorporated some more here. <laughs> he did. <laughs> maybe that was our good luck charm. <laughs> you know, maybe it was. But we'll save our implications for our season predictions. Like, for example, if I were to say Alec Manoa better win the AL Cy Young or else... <laughs> Then we can do stuff like that. <laughs> we can do stuff like that in about two or three months' time whenever we get around to our uh, preseason picks. That'll be coming out, of course, in like March or April. But for now, we're still in the middle toward the end of the offseason, I would say, at this rate. I think next up on the docket in major events, Tony, unless, of course, the free agent sign is I think we have Hall of Fame announcements coming up at the end of the month or maybe it's in February. I don't really remember. 
yeah, that's end of the month. We're going to get the full ballots revealed. It looks like we're going to get a few Hall of Famers this time around, knock on wood. If uh, the trends that are trending in the right direction keep up, uh, I'm not going to spoil that for you yet because... Truth be told, I want to break it first on that episode. Plus, you could find it on Twitter pretty easily if you look at Ryan Thibodeau. Uh, but yeah, we'll have plenty to go over then. Plenty to go over in March. Can't wait to see your Cy Young prediction, Tom. Should be a good one. Just don't pick a Yankee. Do me a favor. And with all that being said, I think it's time to put a bow here on episode 83 of the Diamond Duo podcast. Thank you all so, so much for listening. As always, please go follow us on social media at Pod on Twitter, the Dimaduo Podcast on Instagram, and go give us a five-star review wherever you find your podcasts. Until next time, once again, thank you for joining us here in the new year of 2024. Thank you so, so much for listening, and we will catch you all next time. Take it easy. <laughs>